Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 120. Just as a brief overview of what we talked about last week, we began a chat about supporting characters and specifically the different archetypes and how these archetypes can help support your protagonist. In this episode, we're going to go into more depth about side characters and the techniques used to develop them and incorporate them into your novel. Really excited to continue the conversation today. Because Sarah loves character. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually found this conversation really interesting as well. Yes, same. It's really, I don't know, I always find it fun, you know, trying to pin your characters to different archetypes and like thinking about them in that way rather than, I don't know, I don't know, I just find it fun. (laughs) I think it like just helps to kind of, I don't know, visualize your novel a bit more as a novel rather than like when you think about characters, especially if you're like us, then you tend to think of them like people. And so you can get kind of lost in that sometimes. And when you take a step back and you begin to be like, okay, they fill this role or, you know, they do this for my story, it helps you to actually create something that makes a bit more sense and like has a bit more cohesion, I think, if that makes any (laughs) sense. It does. Definitely. So in the last episode, we talked about the different archetypes for your supporting characters and the different roles that they can inhabit. And to continue on from that a little bit, I thought we could talk about the difference between round characters and flat characters in terms of side (laughs) characters, which is amusing. Flatland. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Um, Flatland. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, Wait, oh, I can start us off with this if you want. Sure. So round characters, not from Flatland, these characters come across as conflicted and complex. Uh, despite being side characters, these characters undergo development, which is often surprising to the reader, and often these characters play an important role in the story. Ashley, do you want to talk about Flatland? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can. Um, So flat characters, as the name suggests, are flat. (laughs) Uh, They're very 2D and don't really change throughout the course of the novel and there's no real depth or personality to them. I just thought it was important to bring up these two different types of characters because often you have these characters in your novel and they are quite distinctive and I guess play kind of distinctive roles in your plot. Uh, which brings us to the question, like one, basically, have we ever used them in our novels and how have we found it, Sarah? Okay. Before I start, I just want to say how much I'm enjoying <laughs> talking about characters this way. It's round and flat. I think it's amazing. Okay, if that wasn't already apparent. <laughs> I found this later. I, I had originally found all of the archetype stuff and then I was like, round and flat. What? <laughs> Like go back and I was like, this is a hundred percent going in. <laughs> Cause it's amusing. 
Yeah, so we definitely have used them. So the rounded side characters are very important for moving the novel forward. So we will often shape them specifically for their purpose and do character sheets for them and build them a background. Um, But equally, sometimes you need the flat characters just to portray something really quickly to get across specific information or as an expendable resource. So for example, what I'm working on right now with Darkness Set Us Free Um, The rounded side characters include the likes of, I'm going to say, even though um, people won't know who they are yet, Tamati and Aaron. Even though they have viewpoints, like I kind of view our protagonists as like our main four kind of static characters, which is like Lizzie, Grace, Levi, Dylan, and all the other ones, even if they do have perspectives, in my kind of view, they come in as those rounded side characters that also includes Jess just in case people are wondering why I've left her out <laughs> I kind of view her as more of a supporting character I think but she kind of she she crosses the line a little bit she's a bit of yeah it's hard to classify Jess <laughs> she won't be won't be contained in a box no okay but you know other flat side characters are mainly random soldiers peppered throughout the book and a few prisoners stuff like that <laughs> yeah I was going to say, who usually meet an untimely end. <laughs> <laughs> not always, not always, but, you know, they just randomly crop up and then, like, disappear. You're like, okay, how about you, Ashley? <laughs> um, we definitely use a mix of characters, and I felt very similar about the examples that you said in the YA series. I was trying to think about in our Ancient Greece book. We have quite mm-hmm. a few round um character supporting characters <laughs> rotund rotund you just get like this um character. kind of like a animated view of <laughs> yeah cartoon view of our characters <laughs> with like massive tummies okay <laughs> and i think way too many flat characters at the moment in our ancient greece book like we yes. talked about in the previous episode that we can probably consolidate and maybe they can become round. We can combine <laughs> all the flat characteristics of them and they can become more rotund. <laughs> That's my <laughs> thoughts about it anyways. I think an easy way to gauge whether a character should be flat or round <laughs> is um, how often they're interacting with your main character. I feel like if they're a, a one-time or maybe two-time appearance, then it's okay to have them as flat. But if they're going to be interacting fairly regularly and have more of a feature in your story, you're probably going to want to look at making them a bit more interesting. And that means making them rounder. <laughs> I'm hung it past it. It's just too funny. Anyways, sorry. That, which leads to the next question where we're still going to be talking about round and flat characters. Don't worry. How do you decide what kind of side character is required? Do you use a mix of round and flat characters or a mix of archetypes or, you know, what influences the decisions um, for your novel? Sarah? Well, I'm just going to start this one off by saying it takes all types of people to make a world. (laughs) Round and. Uh, So, you know, you you definitely want a mix, like a mix of rounded and flat, a mix of archetypes. And you will probably find that the archetypes will be all rounded 
type characters as you need to know a little bit more about those side characters in order to understand their purpose and for them to have any real impact on your protagonist. But that doesn't mean that you don't need the flat characters too to populate your world a little and to bring in, I have written, an extra to the scene when you need a bit more background buzz or chatter. Background Actually, talent. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, who's had the experience of being a flat character before. I have. Continue. <laughs> I have. Although it's really funny when you're on set, a lot of people come up with really elaborate backstories for their, um, you know, the background character that they're playing. <laughs> That works in well with something I'm going to talk about later. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're on set, there's a lot of downtime. So often you're there with your, you know, your other extras and you're like, give your character a name and a whole reason why they're at the marketplace walking between these two stalls. You know, their husband, like, you know, in like a marketplace and like, oh, you know, my husband's starving and he's injured and he can't come to the marketplace because he was injured in this like random battle that happened and I have to go because I'm like the only person who can, you know, get the means to go to the market and buy this like random piece of fruit. Then the other background town's like, well, I'm here because of like whatever this reason is. And because you're not allowed to talk, then you have to mime the whole conversation while you're walking together through the market. <laughs> well, brief pause just <laughs> while we're talking about this, in case um, our listeners didn't know, is that Ashley has been an extra in the Broken Wood Mysteries, which if you watch the most recent season, you will see her very briefly on the side of the road <laughs> helping <laughs> Gina <laughs> um, with the, whatever it is, the <laughs> forensic. Yes, the forensic investigation. Investigations, you know, yes, helping with that. Putting out numbers, collecting <laughs> fake specimens, which were just rocks on the ground. <laughs> She's like, pick up that, okay. <laughs> Um, but, it was um, so cold that day. For, like Auckland's not usually cold, but it was like four degrees that night, which is like really cold for Auckland. And I was going to say, just considering Broken Wood, if anyone's watched, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's a very funny TV show from New Zealand, which has kind of just gone worldwide. Broken Wood's this small little town. And they have, like, a ridiculous amount of deaths in Broken Wood. So it's not out of the norm to imagine that as an extra, you might have some, like, your husband might have gone through some terrible battle in Broken Wood. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I can see that happening in that town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of different things going on. It's always oh, a so death. Amusing. Always a death. <laughs> town <laughs> it's very unsafe anyways going back to the main question which was about how to decide what kind of side characters are required in your novel <laughs> um i think when you're in the planning phases a lot of these characters come naturally slash are quite obvious and easy to fill like you kind of just make them because you inherently know that they are required but i think it's when you're writing you often come across additional characters that you realize that you're like, oh, someone needs to provide this information or, oh, I sort of need this role filled. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like I said before, your list can be handy because then you can combine later if required. I guess sometimes when you make, when you, you know, invent a character randomly for a specific purpose, you don't really envision that you're going to use them all that often, but then suddenly they can become quite important. And I think this is when 
uh, you need to start making them rounder. <laughs> yes. Even if it's retrospectively, because I know you can't always pre-plan all of the characters that are required. Even though we are plotters, we've often had to magic up characters um, in the course of chapters. Take them from Flatland. Yeah. <laughs> Show them the real world. <laughs> yes. So I guess that's kind of my thoughts about it. And I think flat characters, on the other hand, are quite easily inserted if required. Because, you know, you can, like I said, they're the ones that you can just be like, oh, I need someone here. Oh, I need someone to die here. Oh, I need them to interact with a random prisoner here. Um, <laughs> yeah. which, isn't, which isn't too hard. And sometimes those characters don't even really need names. They're just sort of there to make your world feel a bit more full yeah um and I guess if you're trying to be a bit more targeted with your character creation I think a good way to look at it is thinking about what your main character needs to develop and also what's needed to push the plot along and then you can make characters to fit into that role which we did a little bit I think in the ancient Greece book because we knew that there were certain things that were required and we had Although we had in mind some characters and then we just like made them do that. <laughs> like, oh, this character can do that. Yeah. Which I think leads quite well into the next question, which was uh, how much you should develop your side characters. Do they need a lot of character development or a little bit? And whether we have some tips for doing this. Sarah? Yeah, so the rounded characters I believe need a lot of development and I would focus on these characters the most and ensure they have an equally large backstory to your protagonist, although not all of it is necessarily conveyed because without them being fully developed, your character can't really develop alongside them, if that makes sense. The flat characters, the trick is making them seem like rounded characters, um, just like Ashley was talking about as an extra, like creating this whole backstory. You don't necessarily need to create a full backstory for them or anything like that. When you view it on the page, all the readers really know about these characters might be one or two facts, but the way they talk and act on stage has to appear like they have this huge backstory behind them, even if they're only in one scene and even if we don't even know their name. It's got to make it seem like they're not just coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh no, I'm going to die now or something. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there has to be the hint of a story or the hint of a past to what the way they interact with their world, if that makes sense. So they might only say one or two things or do one or two things, but um, that impression that there's more to them has to kind of be there, I think. How about you, Ashley? I definitely agree. I think your round characters need to be thought out fairly extensively their backstory their wants their motivations I, I look at our previous character sheets for the ancient Greece book just out of curiosity comparing our main characters with the side characters and I found it was quite interesting so our main characters their character sheets are about two to three pages long and <laughs> our side characters are like one and a half to two pages long so they're still quite okay. you know pretty in depth and we've gone 
quite detailed with their backstory from did they grow up on a farm? Did their parents die? Did, you know, all that kind of thing. What happened in their, the course of their life? And then we went, you know, into their traits. So for the ancient Greece book, things like their political views and how they came to hold those who they're loyal to and things like that are really important. So we've got quite a lot of detail about that. And then a little tiny bit at the bottom about their physical appearance. <laughs> That's sort of the amount of thought that goes into our rounded characters I've also written I think it's really important that you give your characters a distinctive name because we've had this issue especially for some of our I guess flatter on the outside characters that we got confused between them so I think it's really important to give them a name that makes them I guess stand out (laughs) from other characters and makes them memorable yeah That's sort of my thoughts about how developed, I guess, uh, you need your characters to be. If I were to go back and do character sheets again, like for whatever, like we probably won't need to do them for a while because that we're kind of working with series. But if I were to go and do it again, in some ways I'd almost make the rounded character sheets longer. Mm. I'd probably do just as much detail for the rounded characters as I did for the protagonist. Like, knowing what I know now, I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I need more for this. So, I mean, that's something to consider as well. We're learning too. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And especially for for our YA series, I feel like when we first created a lot of these characters, we didn't put enough um, Mm -hmm. in their character sheets. Um, And definitely, I think if we did them now, they would be substantially larger than they were back when we first did them, a lot more like our ancient Greece one. Although our ancient Greece one contains a lot of historical background as well, which probably yeah. is why they get quite bulked out. It also depends on how bulked out they get, I think, when you have like a historical fiction one and like you've got some real people in there. It's like some people there's heaps of information on and others there's like none. Others <laughs> so. you're connecting the dots and inventing yeah. your own history to make it make sense. Exactly. Okay, so the next thing I thought we could mention, even though I've already kind of touched on it before, is if we've got any tips for keeping track of your side characters. I, I've mentioned the just a quick list to keep um, as you're writing. Did you have anything else to add, Sarah? No, I just mentioned that as well, is that to keep a running sheet so you know exactly who is who and what names you've already used, again, for the distinctive names. <laughs> yes, um, the names are especially important. <laughs> If you have a big cast or a long series, like I feel it can also help to do this so that in the future, if you want to bring a character back in, you don't have to go back and dig through your entire first three novels before you find that one scene Mm -hmm. that mentioned Uncle Bob or whoever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And be like, what did I say about him again? And then you can be like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. I called him this and yeah, even creating just like a short one liner about the character, like. This is Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob came into the story at this point and he discussed this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think the one line is really helpful as well. Yeah. Just a brief kind of reason of re- <laughs> raison d'etre. <laughs> <laughs> reason for their existence. Yep. I think on the list that I have, it's very similar. It'll be like Lysander, Spartan General. 
so-and-so hates him or whatever, like something like that (laughs) or whatever it is, Cletus, Lysander's, you know, henchman doesn't like this or just something brief. (laughs) Yeah. So for our final little discussion point, I thought we could talk about some tips that we have for writing distinctive and interesting side characters. Sarah? So I just said, you know, like think about the things that would challenge your character the most, your protagonist the most, in both good and bad ways. So what would show up their flaws and what people are going to bring to light the qualities that your protagonist has. Um, What does your protagonist protagonist need if they need a mentor who is that going to be how are they going to learn specific information and developing your side characters in concert with your protagonist is to me the most logical way for developing them Um, I also think you can create very interesting situations and conflict between characters when you like know okay my protagonist has this backstory But no, I think you can make really interesting situations just by bringing together things that like clash with Mm -hmm. like even in love interest. Like if you have like personalities that clash or like one of our author spotlight interviews brought up the situation where maybe they have different styles of or different love languages. And so how is that going to change what they how they act with each other and the miscommunications that might happen and that kind of thing. So like thinking through how your side character is going to be different from your uh, protagonist and how they're going to be similar to your protagonist, I think can really help in creating them. I think another thing to really think about is not just giving your side character a backstory but give them a compelling backstory like make their I guess origins as interesting as you have you know made your main character's backstory if that makes any sense I think that really helps bring out a lot of depth um, in your side characters I was going to read out a little bit of one of our side characters well character sheets from our ancient Greece book just as an example of how I guess much backstory is useful let's find one then do Helene Uh, I'll just read (laughs) the first few sentences but uh, so comes from a poor family and is used to being put in her place as a woman in ancient Greece married well um, as like as his family is wealthy and well thought of her family died early perhaps her father died in the war and her mother of some disease. <laughs> um, her only sister married a lowly blacksmith or some other lowly profession um, from Thebes. Um, and, you know, then we have some other things that could happen, like interesting plot stuff that could happen around that. You know, this would be a good way of drawing a parallel against where Helene has come from and how lucky she is to be where she is now because you know, the family she's married into is quite wealthy and she has a large and beautiful dwelling. So there's just like a quick example of that's just the first point of her backstory. So, you know, just giving a lot of detail and a lot of not just having her, oh, you know, she grew up in Thebes or, you know, whatever it is, um, really think about where they've come from because that's going to make them feel a lot more real and also make them a lot more interesting. Yeah. That would be my tip. I think for her, it drives a lot of her 
actions too. Yes, yes. And I guess that also will help you figure out how your side characters are going to react in certain situations if you know enough about where they've come from. Yes. So did you have anything else to add about our discussion on supporting characters? No, I think we've had a really great discussion and I've really enjoyed both um, the previous episode and this episode, (laughs) especially with our rounded and flat characters. So that means we can move on to mistakes of the month. Uh, Sarah, do you have any mistakes of the month this month? I do, actually. I have two. One's slightly less funny than the other, or I don't know. I guess I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. I just found it kind of funny when I opened up (laughs) this episode. Sorry, Ashley, it's a mistake of yours. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) But she's labeled it Dear Writer Ep 1159 and 120 because we plan them together. (laughs) It's just like 1159. (laughs) We've done a lot of episodes. We've done a lot of episodes. The previous one was 119. The five must have been accidentally tapped, which I just thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) But the other mistake was one that I accidentally created and then deleted later um, when I was writing rewriting chapter one for Darkness Set Us Free. It had been raining that day and the red pain streamed down my arm. <laughs> The red pain. <laughs> it could be red pain, you know. You never know with our books. So. I know. It's obviously it's supposed really to be red paint. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was kind of like a metaphor, but it's, or like a, I guess more of a symbol maybe or something, but <laughs> red pain. Anyways, do you have any... Mistakes of the month, Ashley. I also have two. Um, both of them come from The Price of Pandemonium. One of them I created and one of them and then fixed and then one of them I found. So the first one is, um, how can you be so sure, I asked, opening my eyes and watching the shadows of sunburns whiz past the window. So sunburns <laughs> instead of suburbs. Um, That's an interesting one. <laughs> it auto-corrected. I think sunburns. <laughs> sunburns. <laughs> yeah. It's especially funny like knowing what happens in that book. So Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other one, um, clearly there's just been some things deleted and put back in its place and it's just kind of mucked up the sentence, but the sentence goes, but to my horror, the it pulled in at the rest stop. <laughs> It almost sounds like something out of like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I don't know if you've like there's like a short story that he created. Um I can't remember what it was called though. It was like about this like car that just eats people. <laughs> so just what it immediately made me think of was just this The It <laughs> pulled in at the rest stop. Um, anyways, yeah, so those are the two. Uh, the two mistakes of the month that I found. I have fixed them though, so hopefully they're no longer in there. That's (laughs) great. We haven't had a a good one like that for a while. No. Anyways, we should wrap up this episode. So 
There are still some spots left on our author spotlight sections. If you would like to apply, you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it is going to be another one of our creative exercise episodes. So look out for that. If you would like to know more about us and our writing projects, visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Linderson Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcast of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Mm-hmm.